honestly, you're really smart. Playing the long game. I respect it. You know, you hang around long enough, eventually you'll get that idiot's money as long as you pretend you like him. It's smart. It truly is. But no matter how many times I try to rack my brain around it, the one thing I just can't seem to understand is, aren't gold diggers supposed to be attractive? <laughs> you all done? Or did you have something else that you wanted to say? You seem like you had something else on your mind, because I can wait. No, I think I pretty much said everything I needed to say. Okay, because I got a question. Who in the flying fuck died and made you king? You come over to my fucking house, eat my fucking food, you're sitting there with that stupid supercuts baby ass haircut on your head, looking like an NWO flip Gordon. What did you just say to me? Oh, you heard me. And welcome back to another edition of Wrestling is Trash, a nonsensical podcast where we talk about professional wrestling past, present, and quite possibly the future. A couple of production notes before we get started. You can follow this show on Twitter at wrestling be trash and you can also follow it on instagram at wrestling is trash and if you want to find all the episodes that have been recorded of this show you can go to ran oh well you could go to randomrobcast.com go to the drop down menu for podcasts and find wrestling is trash or you can go directly to the source which is wrestling is trash.com if you want to be a part of this show you know, submitting your questions for the panel here to answer. You can um, do that via Twitter or Instagram or the other places I said by using the hashtag WITTALK. That's W-I-T-T-A-L-K. And you can send them via email to mail at wrestlingistrash.com and uh, get those things around. Or if you want to use your voice, you want to be heard audibly and whatnot, you can call 304 825 five seven six two and leave your question for the board it doesn't have to be wrestling related it can be some life shit you know i mean you might be at a crossroads in your life baby to where you know you're in a failing relationship or you're trying to find a way to turn a relationship around and we here for you we here for that you know um <laughs> i hope you're not in that situation but damn i hope it works out if you are anyway uh returning guest here is uh the one the only josh baroni see how that rhyme dude <laughs> Hey, what's going on, everyone? And uh, then, yeah, before, before uh, we, we, uh, we uh, say anything else, I would like to just uh, shout out uh, Jungle Boy and Jack Terry, and I want to, you know, send out prayers to him. Him and his family just lost his father. Uh, yeah, as everyone knows, Luke, Luke Terry, uh, really, really cool dude. Uh, probably one of the nicest celebrities I've ever met. Um, yeah, I just want to, you know, send some quick prayers out to him and his family. Yeah, in which um, I was unaware of that until uh, Anomaly was on the show last time, and he revealed that tidbit of information for me that Luke Perry was uh, is or was Jungle Boy's uh, father, and I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, he, he's a really really good kid. Me and me and Keith have done a couple shows with him, and just a really cool, down to earth kid. Uh, always takes time for fans. Always takes time for kids. You know, giving his merch away to little kids, and uh, his dad was just as cool. Really down to earth. Uh, you know, always talked uh, about anything, life, anything. You're like, uh, both really cool dudes. So, I'm like, you know, really, uh, it sucks. You know, uh, you know, definitely first of all, to his family. Yeah. And also, um, as of this recording, um, King Kong Bundy has passed away. Which yes, also, which yeah, never, yeah. which also, thanks to Anomaly, I had to look up um, a match that he um, was one of his recommendations. Also, 
I had to cut a 60 second promo on King Kong Bundy as well. <laughs> wow. Yeah. All right. Yeah, he was just telling me, telling me about that. Um, the, the show you guys did, you, you talked about King Kong Bundy and, uh, and Jungle Boy. He was kind of, kind of getting freaked out about it that, you know, unfortunately they both passed away. I know, man. I normally need to quit talking about people. <laughs> Yeah, don't talk about me, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we also have a, th- a third I, I guest. Would. We have a third guest, a brand new guest. And um, as tradition uh, dictates, uh, guest, you have a New Japan 20 count to introduce yourself and how you have come to be uh, knowing professional wrestling as a fan and however. So your 20 seconds starts now. Well, my name it's Keith. I'm an actual wrestler myself. The reason why I became a wrestler is one day when I was way younger, I was so happy to come across a videotape. That videotape so happened to be WrestleMania 6. So I sat there and watched it. And the match that always caught my eye was Hulk Hogan versus Ultimate Warrior. Ever since then, I fell in love with wrestling. Now I do it, still watch it. I can critique it. I can help train. Love it all. Sweet. And if you want to talk about wrestling, I'm your man. And so now, even though I'm talking about that, um, when from doing professional wrestling yourself and um, going back, all right, so here, here it is. Before you became a professional wrestler, you were a fan and you would always, you know, watch this product from week to week and everything. I mean, it's a show that you like. And now actually being within that field, being a professional wrestler yourself, um, how does it change your enjoyment of the product to watch it now after, you know, going through the paces to be a professional wrestler yourself? I enjoy it way more now as I get older through the fact that I know what goes on and how it works and how you put on the show and what it takes to put on the show and what it takes to build your character, yourself, your name, your backstory, what you're coming out to, it all has to tie in for something and working on your matches or whatever it is. It's, it's, it's a lot to work on in such a little time. Okay, so it's pretty much like the overall character building of the thing and whatnot. Yes. Yeah. Now, since you are, you know, a professional wrestler and everything, I, I hear you. Um, you went away for a little while. And now you're starting to come back from what my man Josh is telling me. Yeah, yeah. yeah actually, uh, me, me, me and Keith uh, used to tag a long time ago. And um, I don't want to pat myself on the back or anything, but <laughs> in my opinion, we're, we're, we're probably bring the best tag teams to ever come out of the SoCal scene. In Southern California, that's just my opinion. Every, everywhere we went, we won tag team titles. You know, and then, then we split away and we have our own little feud with each other, kind of like Marty Jannetty and Shawn Michaels. Of course, Keith was the Jannetty of the team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I was your title. Uh, he did, he did. Um, but yeah, um, Keith, Keith's been training, I mean, with, uh, you know, really good people, a little cholo from uh, Lucha Underground, B-Boy, mm-hmm. uh the list goes on and on, Rising Sun. Um, a lot of guys that, you know, uh, a team for PWG, uh, he's, he's trained with. Um, uh, I got to train with, you know, some really good people, but Keith, like, really, really got to train with really good uh, stars. And, uh, yeah, he also tagged with uh, Willie Max. So that, that, was, uh, that was really cool. Oh, sweet. Now, I, 
I've done uh, professional wrestling training myself. I mean, I, I've been through the, um, I guess, the boot camp and whatnot. I know how to take the bumps and, you know, do a, a select amount of moves or whatever. I, I did just about a year worth of training. Never led to a match or anything. But since you two have been in the game for a little bit, you know, won some success and whatnot. But um, the little things, uh, building your move set and whatnot. Uh, how, how does that come about? Is it just like you have a preset uh, a set of moves that you have in your mind or you just kind of build it on the way? Or It kind of builds um, over time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 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 I agree with that. The, 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 um, the more training that you get involved in, the more move sets come into place because you can't just go into the ring and just hit a DDT on someone. If you do that, you're going to break their neck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you have to learn how to do the moves properly. Um, and like, I, I was always terrified. I don't know about Keith and myself. I was terrified to go on the top ropes. I hated it. I couldn't stand it. Uh, it hurts <laughs> to get thrown off the top ropes yeah. a lot. It hurts really bad to get a superplex really, really bad. Probably more than anything, any other move you're going to take a uh, super tight off the top ropes is, is going to kill you. It's going to hurt really bad. <laughs> Any move you take, you're going to feel it. Yeah. I think what yeah, I... Yeah, you know, but you're going to feel it. I, I think... What now, I, just... It, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, I think what I hated the most when I was training or whatever was just a plain Jane body slam. I hated taking the motherfuckers, man. I, I, mm-hmm. I would do anything else. I would come in the hard way over the ropes. I would damn... I'd get suplexed. But I just I just hated getting slammed. That shit just it just I don't know what it, it, what it was it about it. It, it just it fucking sucked. <laughs> yeah, it just fucking sucks, like, man. Like with me, I was originally trained in lucha libre style, but I honestly don't like to fly around the ring and jump off the top ropes. So I became more of a ground game technical. I'll grab a body part and I'm gonna pick at it and put a, put you in submission hole. That's how I used to do it. Yeah. But it, it, if it if can be, I will fly around the ring and crash and burn if I need to. Now, now um, speaking of moves and whatnot, uh, in your pro- professional opinions, I'm going to say you're professionals. You, you've traveled, you've done matches, you've been paid for it, hopefully, instead of that hot dog and a handshake deal. But <laughs> yeah, I've been moving what, what do you feel is the most convoluted wrestling move out, you know, past or present? Oh, um, a move, a move that that everyone. Oh well, not now. I, I don't. I don't know about the. Let me see. Kind of sort of like the past. Uh, in, in the past, every, everyone kind of kind of like did the DDT. Uh, I don't know why. Like in the early, I would say in the early nineties, going on to like the two thousands. Every everyone, it was, it's just an easy move to do. Easy move that looks really good. Mm-hmm. Um, now, unfortunately, it's the super kick yeah. and uh, yeah. Canadian, Canadian destroyer, which which was which is a finishing move, but everyone is doing it. Everyone's doing the Canadian destroyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have women doing it to three hundred and fifty pound men doing mm-hmm. this and stuff. It's impressive. Don't get me wrong. It's impressive to see a tiny woman doing you know doing that move to. To a three hundred pound man, but um, yeah. I think I think those two moves are probably the most overused moves mm-hmm. in the business uh, today, um, especially on the independent scene. Mm-hmm. Now, let's let's talk about that a little bit. I remember <laughs> from being a child that 
if Jake the Snake hit the DDT, the fucking match was over. It was over. It was all. It was over with. That's that's probably one of the main. Uh, to me, the main issues in independent wrestling is uh, me, me and Keith were actually talking about this today. Um, right yeah, before we called, um, like um, if if somebody does a finishing move in today's independent wrestling, a lot of people don't even call the move. They'll still stand right back up. I, I remember, uh, I think it was Leo Rush against Joey Janela. Oh yeah, the the Joey, ladder. Joey Janela did. Yeah, she did this insane move where Leo Rush no sold it. Mm-hmm. That just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It's not like you're going to see, you know, um, you know, for instance, the Undertaker doing a tombstone ball driver and having someone pop up and not even get a one count out of it. It's just it's ridiculous to me. It's kind of kind of like uh, almost like the finishing move is uh, in today's wrestling is just gone, and no longer exists. Yeah, and uh, how do you? Because like, all right, we we spoke about it. The DDT was a finisher. The goddamn super kick was a finisher or whatever. And now, I mean, with all these older moves that were finishers or whatever, kind of being transitional moves for an even bigger move, I mean, what what is there to do? When I was talking about um, moves being convoluted or whatever, it's just the most difficult-ass-looking finishing move that you can do to somebody. I mean, it looks cool, but exactly. it, looks, it looks crazy to try to set all that shit up. Like, um... One one in, that pops into my mind, uh, Pete Dunn's the uh, the freaking his finisher or whatever the pump handle flatliner. Yeah, that, that's beautiful. That's, yeah, that's mean, a beautiful move. It looks good, but like in execution, it's just like he got all right. You got to put him in the pump handle. You got to lift him up, twist him yeah, in the air, then bring him down. Definitely not easy. Yeah, definitely not easy. Your 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 opponents uh, definitely have to know what they're doing, and they have to know how to take the move. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they don't, you can screw that move up real quick. Just like a uh, easy sauce finisher. Yeah. If you don't know how to take that move, you're gonna break your neck. Um, that that's what happened to what what is his name? He was in WWE for a while. Uh, Yoshitachi or whatever. Yoshitachi, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He fucking tucked his chin on the Styles Clash. <laughs> exactly, and and yeah, yeah. I thought he said that, but really bad. You have to well, it's called kick a face bump. Once you clown, turn your face to the side. Yeah, shit. Yeah, which, which unfortunately, uh, you know, some people, even pros, still don't know how to do. Like, uh, I, don't, I don't know. There's, there's just so many, like, uh, there's, uh, I don't know who I was talking to. It might have been Chris I was talking to this about. But there's so many green people that are getting opportunities nowadays. It's just kind of ridiculous. Like, they don't. They don't train for very long, but because of how they look, mm-hmm. they're getting that push. Uh, for instance, Lacey Evans is supposed to get a WrestleMania title shot against Oscar. Is the latest rumor, mm-hmm. and 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 beat Oscar from what from what I saw I've heard. Uh, that's that's ridiculous. If that goes on, okay. I mean, I'm not even a, I'm not even a fan of Oscar, uh-huh. but just just if Lacey Evans beats Oscar Mania, that's that's ridiculous. What you think about that, Keith? Well, Vince McMahon himself is high on blonde blonde bimbos, blonde <laughs> girls with big boobs. So let's go down the list. You have Tori Wilson, Trish Stratus, Lana, yeah. um, Charlotte Flair. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you know, Sonny Sable. Sable. Uh, 
But you get where I'm coming from. Yeah. Linda McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, so that's, that's what he likes. And I can understand, but sex does sell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. that I can understand. But as far as that goes, it's kind of like we know, already know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's just the. We know it's coming, basically. Well, like, see, okay. See, th- th- this is piece walking back and forth, prancing. Okay, she's she's gonna get a push. Yeah, that's already not. It's too predictable. Yeah. Well, I mean, this this is how I kind of look at it, or whatever. Not saying that I agree with it, but I'm just want to be more of the devil's advocate or whatnot. I mean, Oscar is almost forty. You know, she doesn't look it, but she's almost forty yeah. years old. But she is. Yeah. I mean, she has more uh, years behind her than she does ahead of her or whatnot. And um, yeah. as, as far as, you know, keeping things new and fresh, I mean, there are veterans that you can go out on the independent scene and find and bring up that a lot of people may not know. But we know how WWE is with their homegrown exactly. talent. They love their homegrown talent. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I agree. Yeah. So this is this is a part of that. You know, they, they're trying to freshen it up as they stated, you know, a couple months back and everything. And they just yeah. pretty much picking from their own little uh, stash and whatnot. Um, I believe she's all right. She could be better. She needs more time to cook, in my opinion. But, you know, I'm not yeah. I'm not running the company. So, <laughs> yeah, she, she, she's very she's very athletic. And, um, uh, you know, uh, she's she's very marketable too. that's yeah. another thing big with, with WWE. Uh, which is why I'm, I'm kind of surprised to even put the belt on Oscar because uh, she can't do anything PR and she can't speak English. And that's, that, that's honestly on her and WWE because uh, from what I understand, uh, I.O. Sarah and Teresan are taking English courses at Full Sail University while they're in NXT. Mm-hmm. Why they didn't do that for Oscar, I have no idea. Well, I don't know, man, because like – you know, if you're down in NXT, you, you know, tied with the Performance Center and Full Sail and whatnot. I mean, that's its own little thing. I mean, you're not traveling as much yeah. as the main roster is. So you have those things readily available for you. You're on the road. You're on yeah. the road. You got to put in the effort yourself. I mean, and yeah. it's just like you, they pay you, but you got to do your own travel and shit. So you got to make sure you're here yeah, and there true, and everything true. and trying to fit in some English classes may not be the priority right now. That's true. And then, you know, freaking <laughs> Nakamura, man. I mean, it's just like he can speak decent English. It's just the accent is kind of killing it. The accents, yeah, it's killing it. That, that, that's the problem with, with Nakamura and Oscar. Their, their accent is just it it's was, like every, every, oh, every time Oscar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like every time Oscar, you know, speaks. I barely understand what Becky Lynch is saying because she has that strong, <laughs> she has a, that deep voice, but. Yeah. She has that, that, that accent, yeah. so I'm not sure what the hell she's saying. Yeah. It was funny from what what I can re- recall. I think uh, Nakamura speaks Spanish as well. Yeah, yeah, he does. He does, which is pretty. He had been like all, all small dragon. Like, uh, a lot of the Japanese wrestlers uh, speak Spanish yeah. too because they, you know, they work in AAA or they work mm-hmm. with, with AAA. So I guess, I guess they have to learn how to speak uh, Spanish to. You know, interact with each other, and of course, when they're wrestling each other. Yeah, and from I don't know where I heard this. You know, from what I understand, it's just like um, somebody was talking about how the Japanese and uh, Spanish it was kind of like 
easier to learn like from them to each other because of a certain um how they pronounce certain words or whatever is the, the fucking yeah case yeah 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 so i mean yeah, i don't know pretty, pretty crazy. I, I know this guy here because I, I deal with um the spanish language every day where i work uh I'm catching some of it. You know, I, I hear I'm, I'm getting keyword triggers and shit. So I know if somebody say this word, all right, I know what service yeah, they're yeah, yeah. here in the building for. But if they say something, yeah, yeah. this is what they kill me, though. It, it, they they come in there and, um, you know, I greet them. I'm like, hello, how you doing? How can I help you? So I'm speaking straight up English right now. And they'd be like, hey, speak Spanish. I'm like, yeah, I do the little I take my I take my fingers and I put I do like yeah. a little bit. I speak a little bit. As soon as you say a little bit or poquito, they'd be like, I gotta I'll be like, fuck. <laughs> exactly. No. Like, no, not, not like that. I was like, no, no. I'll be like uh, I, I no shit, dog. I, I I fit tranquilo in there. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like like for me. On, on like the whole like Spanish language, I think it's funny for what you're saying, because you know, at a place I work at, you know, I, I'm you could tell just by looking at me, I'm not Spanish. Mm-hmm. I'm an African American. I have a bull hair like N'Challa. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm light skinned and all, but still, you could tell. So why you come up to me and start speaking Spanish and they get mad at me? But I don't. <laughs> See, but that's the thing, though, because like this, this is what I'm saying. You know, I, I, I'm not very, you know, cultured of all races and whatnot. But coming in there because I work, you know, at ICE or whatever, you know, I'm a yeah, I'm yeah. security there. I don't work there. I'm security there. <laughs> but damn, yeah, yeah. Uh, Cubans and um, some of the Hondurans and all the other guys in there, they look like me. They look black. <laughs> so they see you <laughs> and you look like one of them. They're going to think you speak it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And sometimes, like, <laughs> sometimes they'll come up to me and they'll just start talking. And I'm just sitting there nodding my head like I understand what the hell they're saying. And they'll get to the end and be like, oh, the whole conversation sounded like it was for five minutes. But all they was asking, like, can they go outside? I was like, yeah, go. <laughs> like, I can give you a perfect example. If you look up, stand up comedy, look up Aries Shares. And him, uh, Popeye's trying to order his chicken. <laughs> He's trying to order chicken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not working there. It's a Spanish guy. They can't understand each other. Yeah. But let's <laughs> let's move on a little bit or whatever. I hope we didn't offend anybody. But um this this is uh, <laughs> this, this, this is uh one of, one of the more favorite uh topics of discussion uh people like to get into on this show. And um this is where I queue up the sensual music and whatnot, and we talk about our next combatant for Waterfall Mania. So, uh, <laughs> Keith, he, he's the one that brought the, um, his combatant to the table. Can you uh, introduce your prof- female professional wrestler of choice for our topic of discussion? Trish Stratus. Trish Stratus. Now, we got Trish Stratus on the, on the table here. Um, I'm, I'm not talking about in a compromising position or anything, but she joins... <laughs> The illustrious list of uh, previous Waterfall Mania combatants, which includes Katrina, Tori Wilson, Nia Jax, Liv Morgan, Alexa Bliss, Naomi, Oscar, Becky Lynch, Jordan Grace, Stacey Keebler, Shotzi Blackheart. So um, when did you first 
come across Trish Stratus? When did she catch your eye and become one of your favorite female professional wrestlers, Key? More so when she and her her and Lita had their first ever title match against each other. Mm-hmm. And just the way she moved around in the ring and how crisp and fluent she was, I was like, damn, this female can get it in. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, it's looking sexy as hell, don't it? So I'm yeah. like, hmm, I would love I would love to wrestle that. <laughs> yeah. In the ring and in the- <laughs> But at the same time, no. When I met her, she was one of the most humble people I've ever met in my whole life. So I was like, "Damn, yeah, I like that." Yeah. Um. Go wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. Oh, I think. I think the. Um, she she came across my radar like in in spurts and whatnot because I seen when she debuted, and I was just like. Uh, that's some big boobs, and then um, yeah, yeah, when she really yeah. got under my got on my radar as like a, a, a pretty good professional wrestler, is uh, when her and um freaking what's her name she just came back uh, Mickey James they had their little rivalry and whatnot and they had the one match to where <laughs> Mickey James uh ran a hand up a crotch and licked a hand and whatnot so uh, that kind of like whoa all right. <laughs> That was a little unexpected. Yeah, yeah. That was a little, I don't know how to feel internally because I was a young man when this was going on and I didn't understand my body quite as much. But <laughs> <laughs> nevertheless, it was a good uh, match and it was a good series of matches that they had. What about you there, Josh? Oh, uh, yeah. When, when, when she first came with uh, Tess and Albert, I was like, damn, this is like one gorgeous ass Canadian woman. Uh, I don't know what what type of bacon were eating up there but whatever <laughs> you know whatever they're doing is it's, it's working she's ass titties gorgeous face and like everything and it was like wow they did they just started to wrestle and I was like hey maple you got bad yeah babe maple <laughs> maple syrup uh yeah she's she's got better and better than uh I think her working with uh, with veterans just made her better and better. Her working with Victoria, mm-hmm. Ivory, Molly Holly, Mickey James, and just just elevated her to another level. And she still can kill it to this day. I think if she wanted to, she could easily come back and you know do really well. Yeah, that was the um, rumor for a little bit. Um, when they introduced the female tag team championships that um, Lita yeah. and uh, Trish Stratus were going to team up together to take on um, the, the current champions. I think that's still going to happen. I, I really do. I think that, that that's what they're, they're, they're planning that for, uh, for Mania. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really, I really don't, I really don't see anyone else teaming together that, that you know, could face Bailey, Tasha, maybe, maybe, I don't know about comics or uh, so would be Ivory. Really, 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 can't, really, can't see anyone else teaming up that, that can just like sell, sell that match better than uh, Lee and Trish. Now, what you were saying, uh, Keith, you said Ivory and Jacqueline. <laughs> yeah. Or you want them to come I, back? No, Lee and Trish. Ivory and Jacqueline probably still get it in. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, they're, they're, they're uh, I mean, they're way older now, but I'm sure, I'm sure they, yeah, they're, they're still in great shape. Actually, uh, J- Jazz still was, wrestles, and she, dude, she's doing I was, amazing. I was just still. about to say that. I was just about to say that. 
like yeah, she actually wrestled lo- locally uh, on a uh, California wrestling from Hollywood that, that airs over here. Um, and uh, she she wrestled uh, some uh, she wrestled uh, Heather Monroe, uh, so, someone that we we know personally. And uh, she still was just killing it. I was like, wow, she's, she's still doing it. I can't believe it. Yeah, um, she's the current NWA Women's Champion, correct? Yeah, yeah. For I don't even know, like years, it's been. She's been the NWA Women's Champion, and uh, she uh, she defends it all the time. She's and she's still she's still wrestling like the best of the best on the independent scene. So just re- really, really impressive. Yeah. So uh, to get back to Trish Stratus and whatnot, um, how much of an influence on uh, professional wrestling do you think that she's had as far as uh, females go or just professional wrestling as a whole? I mean, you understand, there's always been female professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you know, with Trish Stratus, that, you know, Trish Stratus, that kind of started off this whole women's revolution. Mm-hmm. Because ever since then, it, it just got better and better and better and better. And then here we are. Mm-hmm. Women made bidding shit, having their own shows. Yeah. Selling out crowds. And then you can ratings, kind of, all that. And then you can kind of tell with um, Trish and um, a couple of others or whatever that um, what they were willing to sacrifice in order to wrestle on on the big stage or whatever, or make that impact just like the men do. Because I mean, yeah. you've seen the crop of female talent that WWE has had, and you know there were some that were more comfortable just doing the bra and panties matches and all the scantily clad exactly. stuff and all exactly. the pillow fights and all the other bullshit, but whatever. But you know, people like Lita, Trish, and um, Ivory, Jacqueline. I mean, Jacqueline was kind of in the middle. Uh, she was like all for it at the same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, then, yeah, um, yeah. But um, yeah, and then you know that Jazz and all these other ones that we speaking about those were the ones that wanted to come there and fucking straight up wrestle whatever I mean they did what they had to do just in order for them to be able to wrestle like the way they wanted to and whatnot. because I've seen many of bra and panty matches with like Trish Stratus and whatever but it was more of a wrestling match rather than that you know the cat and Stacey Keebler and them just kind yeah, of playing around and rolling around any two females can do a bra and panty match they yeah. don't even have to know how to wrestle this is because it's bra and panty everybody just wants to see some ass yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So that's how I, you know that's basically how I see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was just like they were the ones that stood out the most and everything or whatever. And I don't think, I mean, you you can quote me. I mean, don't quote me for this. I mean, I'm probably totally wrong. But I don't think out of all those other ones that we've mentioned, other than Sonny that there is not a um, female inductee into the WWE Hall of Fame that fits what we were just talking about. The ones that were comfortable just doing the scantily clad shit and the freaking bra and panty stuff or whatever. They're just the ones that wanted to, they only did that just so they can wrestle or whatever. And that's because yeah, yeah, yeah. they picked yeah, Tori really Wilson. No, yeah, no one else in, in there because uh, yeah. Tori Wilson did it, but she, she also wanted to, to wrestle too. She wasn't the best, but she wasn't yeah. terrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was way worse than, than than her that you know I can name off the top of my head, but um, yeah, I, I agree. It's probably just what yeah, Sunny. That that that's it. Yeah. So like I said, you, don't quote me on that. If somebody want to prove me wrong, uh, the floor is open. You can follow us on Twitter at Wrestling Trash and Instagram at Wrestling Is Trash, and uh, send send your uh, posts and comments that way. 
but uh, overall or whatever I mean what see what Trish Stratus is in the Hall of Fame correct yeah, uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, she is. And then they just induct. They just said, and Tori Wilson was going to go in this year. Yeah, um, yeah Tori's going in now. What's What's next? Who's next? You think? Um, as far as females go. Yeah, as far as females go. I mean, we got China as well. I mean, she's going in with DX, but yeah. I mean, yeah. Man, um, I don't know. I don't know. That's a, that's a, that's a, yeah, that's a really good question. Um, because uh, I know Lita's in there yeah. already too, right? Uh, yeah, I think I think Lita's in there too. So maybe uh, yeah, Lita's in there. I, don't, I really there. really don't know. Jacqueline's in there. Victoria. I know exactly who. You no, I, I can tell you exactly who deserves the Hall of Fame. Yeah, go ahead. Nicole Bass. <laughs> oh, God, man. Nicole Bass. Nicole Bass. No, I see, no like, uh, I, see, I think it should be Victoria. Yeah. Yeah, Victoria. I mean, yeah. Being yeah. serious, I agree with John. Victoria deserves it. If not Victoria, maybe like Bull, Bull McConnell or something, something like that. Yeah, yeah, I can agree with that as well. Can't, can't really think yeah. of anyone, anyone Bull else Bull on the, the top of my head. I really, really don't think. Uh, I mean, uh, really don't think Sable deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. She really didn't do much. I mean, even though Sonny's in the Hall of Fame, but. You have uh, Miss Elizabeth. You have Sensational Sherry. I thought Sherry was. I think Sherry's in in the Hall of Fame. She she was a long time ago, I think 2005, something like that. Yeah, she was in there. I'm probably too good. Uh, Are we gonna get the cat maybe in there. Stacy Keebler, maybe. <laughs> Are we gonna get the cat in there. <laughs> no, probably not. Probably not. I mean, it, I mean, if Tori Tori goes goes in, I think I think Stacy should go in too. She she was just as popular as uh, Tori Wilson, yeah, but, more popular. Yeah, I, I know, yeah, but that was that was. Yeah, area. yeah, I know, but that goes back to what we were saying, man. I mean, there was the wrestlers, and there was the ones that just wanted to do ass and titty stuff, and yeah, Stacy exactly, falls into yeah. ass and titty stuff. And man. She was she she falls she falls into that category, unfortunately. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, I can't think of that. I mean, Ivory, uh, of course. Maybe even Gail Kim. Ivory, yeah. Yeah, maybe even Gail yeah, Kim. Gail Kim would never. She hates WWE with like with the passion. It sucks. It's just because they. You know, she, 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 like you said, she was, she was the one that wanted to wrestle, but they never let wrestle. Yeah, she, I don't, I don't think she really did. She really did the broad face matches, but I, can't, I can't remember her doing that. Yeah, she, she did the little, little specialty matches where they like they, they were in like uh, I don't know, like cowboy outfits or like short shorts or something. She was, she was in those type of matches, and she was in the, uh, you know, one or two minute matches, and it's, it's really sucks because she, she, she was. Yo, know, Kim like one of the best. I mean, WWE just misused her not not once but twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, I think that she could have been on a very high elite level. She was great. I remember when her she first came to Ashley, I was with Josh. She had first debut to the WWE. And she won the women's championship. On her debut, I remember that. Yeah. Now I think she beat Trish Stratus. If I'm not mistaken. Now let's talk about this. 
out of the current crop of talent, I mean, obviously it's going to be years down the road and whatnot, but who do you see currently on the active roster that can be candidates for the WWE Hall of Fame? I mean, obviously, yeah, obviously, I believe Charlotte and Sasha is going to be there because they've been in so many women's first time ever matches for yeah. WWE. Charlotte, Charlotte's going to go in. Uh, Becky Lynch is going to go in. Alexa Bliss is going to go in. Uh, uh, I hate see. to say it, but, but Nia Jax, all through the fact that because of her last name. Yeah. Unfortunately, you're probably right. Because that's why I believe got her big break because who her family is. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. But I believe what, so let's say we already said Sasha, we already said um, Charlotte, we already said Becky. Yeah. Um, how, do you, how do you feel about Bailey? Bailey, oh yeah, she's yeah. up there too. She's uh, she's part of that first we were just talking about. The, you know, the first woman uh, tag team match. You know that was a great match. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the Iron Woman match that her and Sasha did. Mm-hmm. She, that was better than uh, Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart because it told a bigger story. And that's what the yeah, women okay. are doing. Like, she's she, 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 she's up there. I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of her, but you know, I like what she does in ring. You know, she she's yeah, yeah. she's a competitor. She's a fighter. Okay. And she she deserves her credit. Now, um, let's see who else. Um, shit, man. I'm thinking about this roster. I'm, I know we, she is on the current roster, but she's a, one of the older wrestlers. Uh, Mickey James, I believe she should deserve a spot Mickey, in there. Mickey James definitely yeah, deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. No doubt. Um, what, what she is, six-time woman champion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, yep. she, she, def- she definitely deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, she's in that three-time woman champion in TNA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she, she's done, definitely done a lot in her career. Yeah. But uh, as we uh, get ready to turn the lights up here and uh, phase out the sensual music and whatnot, out of your, um, let's just say, top 10 female professional wrestlers, where does uh, Trish Stratus slot for the both of you? Yeah. Oh, man. That's why I'm top top ten. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's she's probably oh man. Well, if you need a little more room, I give like, you. I, if you need a little more room, I give number, you top twenty. She's probably like number eight, number nine on my list. Mm-hmm. She's number one of mine. Uh, as, as far <laughs> as like chick, chicks that I want, oh, yeah, I would love to the bone. Oh. Oh, yeah, she's she's always been like her. Uh, his, his number one. Okay. Yeah, I can dig it. I can dig it. Um, I believe for me on my top 20. And you know, I don't know, man. It's just like, because I'm not going to lie to you. I did like the weird ones. So I like jazz. I like Jacqueline. I like the freaking uh, goddamn China. uh, (coughs) Beth Phoenix. uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so... 
I don't know where she really slots for me. I'm, I could probably tell you at a later date, but you know, she <laughs> she is uh, definitely in the memory banks as far as um, all-time great female professional wrestlers. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm thinking, uh, thinking Tanera Conte from uh, NXT. So I think she's she is just fine as hell. Man, you, you I, man, thought, no, I thought you, you were talking. talking about, never lie. <laughs> thought you were talking about some salsa, <laughs> some salsa or something. You was like get some some picante or some shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. To to, to their content from NXT is just man, fine, fine woman. There's a lot of them. A lot of them in NXT, and uh, you know, Tony Storm's another one that's mm-hmm. just damn. Like yeah. not not only can she wrestle, she's just fine. So. Mm-hmm. This one girl she's in the independent scene. She, you know, fairly new. I believe this might be her rookie year, but it's somebody I would know. I would like to take down that Viva Van. <laughs> Who's that? Yeah, she's she, Her name's uh, Viva Van. She's yeah. You, 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 I think you'll definitely like her. <laughs> definitely, definitely enjoy her. Okay, I'm gonna I'm look that up because I mean, you you didn't steer me wrong with shots at Blackheart and whatnot. I, I like what I saw when I oh. when I pulled up. But I'm I'm looking yeah, at that. Shachi's Shachi, 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 home girl. Shachi's funny. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. I actually worked a couple of matches with Shachi. Not more so like wrestle, but that when I'm in, in my retirement, I was doing refereeing a lot. Yeah. So I would ref a couple of her matches. So that's how I met her. You know, ever since then, me her been, been cool, like her and Josh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, she's ve- she's very ballsy, as she would say. Ballsy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so now we have uh, come to the main event, gentlemen. The go the fuck home segment. Um, pretty much what it is is uh things in our everyday life that we uh we not feeling right now, and we wish they can just get the fuck out of here and go the fuck home and never return. But um. Before we even get into that, um, there's another thing that I had to bring up for uh, Keith. Um, I'm cashing in, homeboy. <laughs> so uh, for those of you who are unfamiliar, we are, I'm cashing in. My promo in the bank is a segment on the show to where when either one of us cash in on said person, uh, they have to cut a 60 second promo on the topic of our choosing. They don't necessarily have to agree with what we've picked for them, but they have been tasked and obligated to cut a 60 second promo on whatever it is we pick. So I'm going to put it down on the clock for 60 seconds and you got to cut your promo on why Dean Ambrose should stay in the WWE. You got to plead with him. You got to beg him to stay and your 60 seconds starts now. All right. We all know, who I am. We all know the secret to my success, but we're not talking about me today. Today we're talking about Dean Ambrose and why he should stay in the WWE. Here's why I think he should stay in the WWE. Due to the fact that having the nostalgia fact, the shield is coming back. I think he should turn on the shield during that match. That would set him up for greatness. The shield could have a match against each other at WrestleMania for the number one contendership for the title for the next pay-per-view. I think that would go great. I would have him win it because the way things have been going on with him, but then the WWE, these rumors of him leaving, all that stuff, I think that would not work out for the WWE ratings-wise because 
they're underusing them. <clears throat> Excuse me. Kind of soaking there. They're misunderusing them. And this character that he has gives him full reign of what he wants to do. Time. I guarantee you, he will make magic. Time, time. You good. So <laughs> that is why Dean Ambrose should stay in the WWE. So uh, let's get into it. We got uh, two topics of discussion for the Go to Fuck Home segment. And um, one that was brought up, um, speaking of Dean Ambrose and whatnot, was The Shield. Who who had umbrage with the with the shield here today? Who wanted them to go to fuck home? She, she did. <laughs> go ahead and spill it, man. Why 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 the shield need to go to fuck home, man? Oh, because it's a nostalgia act that happened first. That was cool, you know. They came back, blah blah blah. Now they're doing it all over again. Are you serious? The shield can go somewhere, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> because yeah, I understand. You know the whole shield thing. It's fun. You know what I'm saying? The hounds of justice, what they represent, it's okay. We've been there before. And mm-hmm. that's what fucked it up. Been there, done that. Mm-hmm. One of the new now. Okay, so I mean. Turn, turn Roman Reigns new. Something. <laughs> yeah, so so let, <laughs> let, let's look at this thing as a whole or whatever. They came up together and um, pretty much was the hottest group ever at that point, you know? And I believe shit, if you. We talk about the. We talked about this a little while ago about future Hall of Famers. I believe all three of them, as a whole, as a unit, could go in. You know, even though they had a little yeah. small they, short they run. Will. They will. Yeah, even though they had a short run or whatever, it was real small. In, you know, in the scope of things or whatever, I believe that they yeah. made in that time. You know, enough memorable moments and um, enough fan appeal or whatever to put them in the Hall of Fame as a group. I agree. But um, I, I agree with that one. I agree. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, I believe they shouldn't have broke them up as early as they did. But if they did, um, but since they did, I believe they should have stayed apart longer than they did before they tried to put them back together to hear the second time. This will be the third time they got back together as of recent. Yeah. But the second time they needed a little more air. They needed to breathe it out. Yeah. Um, Seth was already coming into his own. He he immediately came out of that group as yeah. a champion and um, started defining his character and whatnot, Dean was doing Dean shit, or whatever. But the only crux of the three as far as solo competitors is Roman Reigns. You know, yeah. we've we seen I mean, he, he he does well in the ring. He could be better. And he also, at the same time, he could be worse. But he's always yeah. been the same in my opinion. He's always had the vest. Yeah. He always had the freaking trousers. He always do uh, cock the fist and all this other bullshit. He's been the same consistently throughout his career up until this point. You know, I haven't really seen too much change. Promos are slightly improving, but ultimately, Roman Reigns has been the same character since the split from the Shield and within the Shield. Yeah. I think for, personally, like, oh, yeah, go ahead, Keith. Go ahead, Keith. Oh, okay. Like my thing is for Roman Reigns is from what you were saying, he should change it up. Mm-hmm. He's stagnant. We already know what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. Superman punch, hit the ground, spear. That's Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. So we know what's going to happen. Hit, hit a frog splash. <laughs> Catch the crowd. See, and see, and now, not not to go off about to go you off. Did on the Undertaker's that. move also yeah. something something yeah. new. 
not to go off of that or whatever, you're talking about doing the frog splash or whatever, I think that would fit Roman Reigns perfectly because he wears that uh, chest protector. And we all know D'Lo Brown to be the one to do the frog splash with the uh, f- famous chest protector. D'Lo Brown, Hall of Fame, yeah, yeah. 2020. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, uh, real if, deal if, Hall of Fame. If, if, w, if WWE wanted to, like, kind of a mind fuck us, like, I guess you can say, mm-hmm. what I would do personally is I would have Roman turn on Ambrose and Wallace uh, this Sunday at the pay-per-view mm-hmm. and uh, that would just like, I don't know. It would, it would be amazing. I I think let's yeah. have rain. Now, Josh, what you saying that? With, with Reigns the whole and, Reigns and Ambrose go, go at it. Yeah, go ahead. With Roman Reigns and this whole, yeah. you know, it, that would be perfect. You, you can run this story. They never came to see him. Probably the biggest we turned into one of the biggest heels in a very long time. And he actually, he actually can play a heel so damn well. Uh, and, uh, like, I don't know if you ever watched FCW back in the day. It was pretty much NXT before NXT. But yeah. his gimmick in FCW was so, like, what he should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he, the way he talked, uh, the way he dressed, he, he was always in a nice, real nice suit. And uh, that that's what he should be. He should be, like, a corporate fucking kiss ass come out in suits all the time and change his look you know change the look up a little bit uh and yeah that, that, that's what i think you should be because uh what, what what he is now is it's just it's just repetitive i mean like yeah. i mean yeah 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 he, he's he's a heel he's a heel. i mean he's a face now because of you know unfortunately what happened in his real life uh i think i don't think he would be a face if nothing happened mm-hmm. he would be that same person that you know everyone hates yeah you got some more on the key yeah um i don't know just more so you know i think he should turn heel because he would resonate more so with the crowd as say going on what's going on in his life as far as his leukemia stuff like my thing is turning on chill mm-hmm. that could be the reason why they never came to see him check up on him yeah so he used that to turn on. You know what? F you guys. I don't need you guys. Bam, bam, bam. Oh my God. It catch the crowd off guard. Yeah. Kind of like. It would resonate more. Yeah. At the hill. Yeah. Because the that, crowd wouldn't expect. Yeah. That was kind of like the um, the night that he announced he had leukemia or whatever. And Dean turned on Seth. And that was freaking like. Yeah. That was amazing. That could have set Dean up for the rest yeah, of yeah. his career. But they fucking dropped the ball yeah, with him. That man. was good. Dropped the ball. They put Dean so horrible that I don't I don't blame him if he does leave because the way they they booked the guy they they, they don't they haven't let Ambrose be Ambrose mm-hmm. let let him be what he was on the independent scene let him talk the way he talked on the independent scene don't I mean just they 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 ruined the guy like I, I hate I hate to say it they ruined the guy and I I really think he. Did. I think he needs a fresh start. I think he needs to leave uh, and go to AEW so he can be who, who we are. Uh, fans want him to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're pretty much doing. They're pretty much doing the same thing with Ambrose as they did with Ziggler. Just move him, like uh, book him very poorly, 
Uh, so it'll be Intercontinental Champion one week. The next week will be uh, losing the Trent Hawkins or, uh, you know, Epico and Primo or something. Yeah. It just it, it just doesn't make any sense the way they, they, they put them. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. But um, I don't know. It's just... It, it it all remains to be seen what what's coming up. Um they already advertising yeah. this uh this current shield reunion as the for the last time, you know, because yeah. of uh, yeah. Dean's status and whatnot. And um yeah. ultimately let's look at the whole scope of things. Other than Seth Rollins' knee injury, he's been pretty consistent since the breakup. Uh Roman Reigns yeah. has been poised to be one of the um, top guys. I mean, he is in uh, certain aspects, but he was been poised since the breakup to be one of the top guys out of the three. Um, but for him, he has his own set of circumstances that kind of messed up his momentum in a couple spots. He had that wellness violation that kind of threw him off. And then yeah, um, yeah. they had that um, one thing, that one event to where um, a couple of wrestlers got sick and he was in that group of wrestlers that got sick. For that Survivor Series, yeah. So um, Ziggler took his speaking of Ziggler, Ziggler took his spot in that Survivor Series, and he was the sole survivor, which kind of uh, mirrors what I feel would have been the same thing for Mustafa Ali most recently. They put in yeah, Kofi Kingston yeah. I, in I his felt, spot. I felt terrible. Yeah, yeah. They put, it kind of, kind of like, uh, kind of messed up his momentum because uh, when he came back, you know, yesterday actually, he really didn't get a pop. You know, mm-hmm. Like, uh, mm-hmm. He he he's got no reaction. That's uh that's that's bad. Uh, I don't I don't know if they're still gonna I don't know if they're, they're still gonna um you know build him up. Um I hope they do because I would love to see Kofi against Mustafa Ali in a pay per view. Yeah. I'm praying Kofi beats Daniel Bryan. If he doesn't, it's just fucking bullshit mm-hmm. because uh, they have the perfect build up for Kofi to to win that belt uh, at Mania. Um. Yeah, I think yeah. that's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Kofi, ha- Kofi has to win the ballot mania, then you know he he, he can go feud with just tons and tons of people. I would love, I would love to see Kofi and uh, and all of us go at it. One of the, I think that would be an amazing match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh heck yeah! So I mean, Roman has all those missteps. Um, the, the booking between the time of that Survivor Series all the way up until he finally got to beat. Brock Lesnar, and then you know what? Soon after, you know, I got cancer. I got to leave. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's just been yeah. like whenever he's at the height or preparing to be at the height of uh, where he can be as a character, something happened to him. You know, something happens. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Dean, uh, he was doing pretty well. His character got stagnant as it tends to do over time, but that shoulder injury took him out for damn near a year. And um. Yeah. Yeah, you know, a couple other circumstances within um, his recovery time. I think he got sick again within that time frame, so it put him out even longer. And then he came back, yeah. did the turn, you know, the new look. Everybody was riding high on this dude, and it went back to same old bullshit. Back, back, same old shit. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of, speaking of injuries, unfortunately, uh, I'm up here. Uh, Tomasa Siapa is going to be out for six to fourteen months. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. With the neck yeah. injury, that's just. I feel very terrible for the guy. See, in that, uh, that one reason you know, why I retired because my back. Mm-hmm. I have a bad back at times, and Josh should tell you, my back yeah, yeah. go through it. Yeah. I had to stop for a while. Um, but, 
this injury is like really, really serious too. So uh, I hope and pray that you know this is an it for for the guy. Yeah. Because uh, Jason Jordan had a neck injury and he hasn't came back. It's been geez, oh. it's about two years now since Jason Jordan's entered, entered the ring, or D- almost three years now, or something like that. Goddamn, has it been that long? Yeah. <laughs> it's been it's been a long time since Jason Jordan's been in the ring. It's probably been about. Yeah, at least two two years going on three. Let's just say going on two years because I don't think it's been that long. I don't think three. I think it's going on two years. Well, no, maybe yeah, maybe not, maybe not three, but it's it's getting to two. I know that. Yeah, yeah, and from what I understand in the aspect of Jason Jordan or whatnot, um, that he's um on the starting to move into the creative um position. Yeah, yeah, producer role, like uh, yeah. Same with uh, um. Ultimate Warrior's wife. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's that, that's. I don't, I don't understand that. I, I, well, I totally she, get. That, that mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I totally understand why they're they uh they brought back Bruce Prichard, uh, but why they they brought in Dina Warrior to to write for the women. I don't, I don't understand that at, at all. Hey man, everybody needs a job, bro. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And then you know, from and from what I understand, um, what I'm looking at for WWE or whatever, it's kind of like they're taking care of their people, you know? Because like, all right, Jason Jordan hurt himself. He hurt himself performing for WWE, and you know, and uh, we already know that like they don't have uh freaking what health insurance or some crazy shit like that. I mean, they fix you up or whatever, but damn, you know, it's kind of like, all right, well, they have their in-house doctors. Yeah. So it's like, all right, you hurt yourself working for me, doing this stuff for me. So I kind of feel obligated to take care of you. And, you know, I ain't just going to fire you because you got, you got hurt doing shit for me, you know? So I hook you up. I give you a job or whatever, let you either succeed or fail in that. And then I fire you, you know? Yeah. And now, um, overall, before we uh, close the door on the shield and whatnot, any any closing thoughts? Oh no, I'm good. Nothing really. I think we 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 covered everything. Now I have I have a question or whatever before we um close out on the shield or whatnot and go on to our next go the fuck home recipient. Uh, if they inducted all three of the members into the Hall of Fame, not as a group, we talking about individually now. Who do you think would go in first, Roman, Seth, or Dean? Seth. Seth. Oh man, Seth, Seth. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm gonna have to go. Yeah, I agree. I'm gonna go with Seth. All right. Look at this one. By himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he, he's great. By himself, he's King Slayer. Burns his motherfucker down. Mm-hmm. And hopefully he'll be he, Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. I mean, I may be wrong, but aren't the Shield all Grand Slam winners? Yes, they've won every single belt you can possibly win. Yes, currently, yes. Yeah, that that that's crazy. That's that's pretty cool. They won all the belts except for the Cruiserweight title. <laughs> except for exactly, except for the Cruiserweight title. Yeah, that, that's 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 really cool. They might. Uh, I don't know. They might. Are they? No, I'm gonna say they're the, the only faction that has the done that but uh i think they're still, still really cool because they're, they're young guys yeah i think the only thing that's missing from the accolades for like all three of them is the royal rumble it's 
Yeah, the Rumble, yeah. And the yeah. Money in the Bank, I believe, because I don't think Roman has ever, you know, Roman hasn't had it. So that's the only two things that they're they, yeah. they missing. That's crazy, yeah. So, so Dean doesn't have a Rumble win, and Roman doesn't have a Money in the Bank win. But other than that, they yeah, have, all have the same Everything shit. else they have, yeah. All right, wow. so our last topic of discussion for this episode and our last Go the Fuck Home recipient. Uh, Josh, go ahead and tee this one up. Who do you want to go the fuck home? LeBron James can go the fuck home. He can take his ass to back to Cleveland, <laughs> back to Miami, <laughs> back to wherever the fuck, wherever he wants to go because he has single-handedly ruined the Los Angeles Lakers. And quite, quite frankly, he can take Magic Johnson and Rob Palenka with him because they haven't done any better either. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, my my poor Lakers fan. Josh, me, you can beat on the Lakers. You already know how we do. All I have to do is just pass you the ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you yeah, you're gonna give him the high low. I was huh? so happy and th- happy and thrilled that LeBron came to the Lakers mm-hmm. and didn't didn't listen to everyone else that you know. He's a cancer to everyone's team, but now I see it. <laughs> I see what he does to the team and w- what he's doing. Um, it's just it's terrible. <laughs> now I'm, I'm, I'm so you so you so used to the Lakers winning that these last couple of years have really sucked so bad. I mean, I mean, you talk about that, but every team that he's been on has won championships with him on that team. They have, yeah. Uh, so I got, I have to. It pains me to say this. I have to put some of the blame on Magic Johnson and Rob Palenka for not doing the job and mm-hmm. surrounding LeBron with with LeBron type players. They've got a lot of guys that can't shoot, mm-hmm. which you can't do because LeBron likes to pass the ball. And uh, yeah, me and Chris were talking about this too. Like they have no one on that team that can shoot the ball, and it's just why? Why didn't Magic? They signed Wanda, who can't shoot. They signed a bunch of Javale McGee and a bunch of other. They already had Brooke Lopez, who would have been perfect next to LeBron. They could have signed all these little, you know, cheap free agent guys that can nail down threes, but they didn't. And, uh, now another uh, well, back to being on basketball is nowadays. It's just you know, catch and shoot. Yeah, they're back to being a lot of I mean, and, and, and you do talk about LeBron as a cancer or whatever but you know it takes time for the cancer to spread so I mean he gotta he gotta get it in there for a little while yeah. so he can spread yeah, his influence yeah, yeah. and his um ways around and whatnot. you know get people kicked out and fired so he can bring in new people under his regime and whatnot. The new, the new pieces, yeah, the, the yeah. new head coach and the, the new players and yeah. I think that's all gonna unfold in the summer I, I, think, I guarantee you're gonna see Tyron Lou head coaching yeah, they're going to they're fire Walden. I think they're going to bring in Tyron Lue. They're probably going to trade, you know, at least two of the young core for Anthony Davis. They'll probably get, give up their, their draft pick, and uh, it, it sucks. It really sucks. I, w- I wish Jerry West was was uh, head of the Lakers still because he, he's he's making the Clippers look, look really uh, like an attractive destination. Yeah, now you, you was talking about uh, one name in particular there. Anthony Davis 
And I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm sour because I mean, New Orleans is my team. I mean, that's that's the state I'm from. So I mean, any any okay, Louisiana okay. team is my team, regardless of uh how sucky they are. Yeah. Have, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I have family in New Orleans. So that's actually where my actual family is from is New Orleans. Okay. Right, so well, you, well, you could be my half brother. That's fine. Yeah, high five. <laughs> but yeah. uh, but like but like damn, I know that uh you know he's he's a once in a lifetime talent. We were so lucky to have him fall into New Orleans or whatnot. But you know, in typical New Orleans franchise fashion, whether it be the Saints or the Pelicans, they fail to well with the Saints particularly they get some good pieces and they do very well but then they trade them off yeah. for shittier they, pieces they fail, they fail to, to like yes to surround their players with uh, with stars I, I, I thought when you guys got uh, Boogie Cousins yeah that, that pairing was was, was going to be amazing and it would have been if, if Boogie would have went down with the injury mm-hmm. um, but you know I, I still I still think they should have re-signed Boogie it's just to please Anthony Davis. Yeah. Because he, he wanted him back really bad. Mm-hmm. Or uh, he, he wanted Rondo back too. And uh, mm-hmm. they, they let Rondo go. And then they, 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 uh, they found Julius Randle. That, that was a good signing. That, like, uh, uh, I, I didn't want the Lakers to give up Randle. But he, he went to New Orleans and he, he's having a great year. But no, no, but, uh, I've never told you guys what's before. Rondo's always been one of the most consistent Lakers. In the past couple of years, Rondo, we have Rondo, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what's funny? They had Rondo, yeah, they had Rondo in New Orleans. They traded him to the Lakers, and if um they get, if the Lakers get what they want, they want Anthony Davis. And they probably trade Rondo back to <laughs> New Orleans to get. Yeah, Anthony yeah, Davis. I know. They, they actually tried to, but that's crazy. They, they tried to give him, you know, um, everyone. Uh, I, I think uh, honestly, like New Orleans is kind of. Crazy for not taking that package for for Davis. I mean, they would have got Ball, Ingram, Josh Hart, uh, Kuzma, two first round picks, Rondo back uh, for all for AD. I think I think that team they, they probably would have made the playoffs. Yeah, I, I believe so too. But uh, I mean, since they didn't take that or whatever, I believe in my heart of hearts that they trying to woo Davis into staying. I mean, our, he already said that he. Didn't have no interest in uh, resigning, but I believe they still yeah, have time yeah. to woo him back into position, whatever that. Whether it be yeah, because, getting because some good people behind him, major in the in the off season to to convince him to stay. Whether that's uh, you know, I don't know who they who they would trade or anything like that. Um, they, they also they also said they you know they want to talk to to Boston and you know other teams to see what they they would be willing to give up or New York to see what they would willing to be to give up. Uh, actually, heard they turned down um, they turned down a, a straight up Porzingis for Anthony Davis trade too, which which I, I can I can understand why they turned that down. Porzingis has been injured, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I mean it it, it costs it cost, uh, the general manager's job for not for not pulling the trigger on the Lakers trade. Yeah, but all in all, LeBron James go the fuck home. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, him and his hairline can go the fuck home. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that concludes this edition of Wrestling is Trash. But before we go, uh, Josh, yeah. let everybody know where they can find yeah. you on social media. 
Uh, you can find me on Facebook under Joshua Andrew Baroni. You can find me on Twitter under Josh Baroni. And I also run a Wrestle Talk group on Facebook. Um, that's, yeah, that's where you can find me at. And uh, I was going to ask you uh, this too. You can also add me on, um, on the, uh, I guess, I don't know if it's like a Hall of Fame wall on your wrestling uh, slash process. I don't, think, I don't think I'm on there yet. <laughs> how, 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 how you have your guests? I see, I see Chris on there, but you, you can add me. I think, I think I have a picture on Twitter they can put up. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that, yeah, that, that, that's that's where you can find me on social media. All right, Keith, where they can find you on social media and um, anything that you got coming up. All right, uh, social media on Instagram. You can find me at Kstone Two K. That's the same with Snapchat. On Facebook, you can find me at Keith Markham the second. My last name is still, as I say, at Mark and Ham. Just put that together. You will find me. If you can't find me, you can find me on Josh's friends list. <laughs> All right. On behalf of myself and uh, Josh and Mr. Keith over here, he said his last name, but I forgot it already because I'm a goldfish in a yeah, fucking it's bowl. A, it's, it's Mark, Mark, Mark and then Ham, like the wrestling Mark and then and as, as we eat. <laughs> <laughs> but all happy. Oh, oh we, we, actually, we actually forgot uh, one thing. We forgot to, uh, about the mat, the must-see match. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. See, um, I'm trying to incorporate a, a lot of things into this show or whatever that, that I believe that would be beneficial for those uh, who listen. Uh, I don't have a recommendation for um, a match this episode, but these gentlemen here have a recommendation for you, the listener, to you know try to get your eyeballs on these matches. Uh, what you got, uh, Josh? Yeah. Um, since, since we talked about Jungle Boy earlier, um, look up Jungle Boy Nate Coy uh, versus Adrian Quest. It was from a show that we actually uh, that I, I helped book, so uh, definitely holds a special place in my heart. Uh, definitely go check out that match, Jungle Boy. It's Jungle Boy and Nate Coy versus Adrian Quest. All right. What you got, Keith? Uh, for me, you got myself mm-hmm. versus my old tag team partner, Willie Mack. All right. So we got you versus Willie Mack. And um, I'll get I'll try to f- track these links down and everything. So when this episode come out, you can go to wrestlingistrash.com. You can listen to the episode and you can see the matches that we have recommended. Um, I might even throw a third recommendation from myself on there. I just don't have one that comes to my brain right now. Um, shit. Um, I do just go back and watch uh, Eddie Guerrero, Ray Mysterio, Halloween Havoc 97 um mask versus oh, title and um you can hear the oh, commentary yeah. from myself and jay sandlin on um the previous episode to this one so uh it all works out for you my recommendation is always on is already on wrestling just go look it up <laughs> <laughs> so uh, once again uh, that's it for this edition of Wrestling is Trash. Um, as we stated at the top of the show, follow on Twitter at Wrestling Be Trash, Instagram Wrestling is Trash. Um, send your questions, be a part of the show, and um, that's it. See you next time.